0: Boys and girls, children of all ages. Hello, my name is Gerald Garrett. Heiste the 17th, October. What I just said was today's October 17th. And again, I'm still learning German slowly by slowly, bit by bit. I just want to come in here briefly and just say that a little bit. But today, anyway, uh, welcome back to my Two Cents podcast hosted by G2. I am G2. And today's October 17th. And today's topic, well, today's episode title is Backlash. But before I get into the topics, um, let me get into the National Food Days of the Week. Today, October 17th, today's day is Pasta Day. Tomorrow, October 18th, is Chocolate Cupcake Day. After that, October 19th, seafood Bisque Day. October 20th, Branded Fruit Day. October 21st, Pumpkin Cheesecake Day. October 22nd, Nut Day. And October 23rd, Boston Cream Pie Day. Now, I entitled this Backlash because I just wanted to uh, give you guys... So I just want to give you guys some updates on certain things. There wasn't much going on in the news this week, but there was just a couple of topics that I personally found again, uh, really interesting, and I just want to bring up to you. And the first one is, well, the backlash of Dave Chappelle's, uh, comedy special, The Closer. It's been about a week now, and um, he's got nope. It's been about a solid no. It's been about a week, week, week and a half. Anyway. And Dave Chappelle has gotten a whole lot of flag from the trans community and LGBTQ community. And I understand people are going to have flag. Again, look at his message. The jokes that he said in it, I understand why they were upset. I understand his jokes, to some of them, were upsetting to them because they are being the butts of the joke. It's never ever fun to be the butt of a joke, it never is. But you got to look at his messaging towards it. And the reason why I say look at the message that he said towards it is because of this one topic, well, this one thing that I'm about to read up to you. Netflix just fired the organizer of the Trans Employee Walkout. And this is coming from TheVerge.com. As it reads, Netflix has fired a leader of the Trans Employee Resource Group who is organizing the upcoming October 20th walkout. The employee, who is black and currently pregnant, acts not to be named for fear of online harassment. They have been encouraging trans employees and allies to walk out of work in protest of Netflix's handling of Dave Chappelle's special The Closer. The employee declined to speak to The Verge for this story. And they put in quotes right here, All these white people are going around, talking to the press, and speaking publicly on Twitter, and the only person who gets fired is the black person who was quiet the entire time, says a former employee, in an interview with The Verge. That's absurd, and just further shows that black trans people are the ones being targeted in this conversation. And as it reads, the employee was terminated on suspicion of leaking metrics to the press related to the Dave Chappelle special, those metrics about how much Netflix paid for the closer and how much people reached it, subsequently ended in a report on Bloomberg. While the employee has shared the metrics internally, they spoke out against the leaks to colleagues worried they might hurt the uh, walkout movement. The leaking of internal data is highly unusual at Netflix. While the company prides itself on transparency, employees are told that the culture can only thrive when Netflix data remains internal. A Netflix spokesperson confirmed the employee's dismissal. We have let go of an employee for sharing confidential, commercially sensitive information outside of the company, they said. We understand this employee may have been motivated by disappointment and hurt with Netflix, but maintaining a culture of trust and transparency is core to our company. Now, oh, as it reads, because I want to read this to you right here. Controversy surrounding the closer, which was widely criticized for trans activists for being transphobic, has riled Netflix in recent weeks. The company suspended Tara Field, a trans software empl- engineer, who posted a viral tweet thread about the c- controversy for attending a uh, director lead a director level meeting to which she wasn't invited. Field has been has since been reinstated. The company is now sending employees details about what meetings they're allowed to attend. Let me just state this right here. I understand people getting upset when people want to bust into meetings, but you can't do that if you're not technically invited. Let me just say this. No, 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 you can, but you got to face the consequences to it. See, this is what I mean by this. Whenever you want to make your way and do something, you have to face the consequences of your actions. And take, for example, Colin Kaepernick's whole situation. Colin Kaepernick, a black NFL Former a former NFL player, quarterback, he took a knee. We all know the Colin Kaepernick situation. He did. He took a knee during the whole uh, national anthem thing, and it was all interpreted as him attacking America, him not being American. You get the drift where I'm getting here. He was a black man taking a knee. So guess what happened? The NFL league decided to cut him, or he decided, or they suspended him. One of the two. Either way, he's no longer playing football now. He's been sponsored by Nike. He's been making money other ways. He's just, he paid the consequences for taking the knee. What I'm basically getting at is this. He paid the consequences for taking the knee, and he still hasn't been inserted back into the NFL. Now, people might say, well, Gerald, he had other opportunities. He could have did the tryouts. He could have did this. He did the tryouts his way, and the uh, coaches could have went to his tryouts and see how he did it. They wanted him to comply to their rules of this and that. See, that's the point. They wanted him to comply. As a black man, he did not comply, and he said, nah, I'm going to do it my way, and I am still wanting to play for the NFL, but I have to do it on my terms and my way. Colin Kaepernick stood on what he stood on. You understand? While this, on the other hand, Tara Field, trans employee, white trans employee, and she got suspended. But once the story broke out that they ended up suspending this person for walking in and organizing a walk and bus through through a meeting that you weren't invited to, I can understand a company suspended somebody. Just like I understood technically, not even that much, but I can understand looking back at it now while NFL would suspend Colin Kaepernick because he interrupted, in their mind, business as they as it was going. So Colin Kaepernick stood on that. He stood on it and he said, fine, sure. And guess what happened? He's still not in the NFL now, but he's still getting money from doing the whole Nike endorsement deal. He's still making money without NFL behind his back, but he still wanted to play for the NFL. Tara Field, a trans software engineer, a white trans software engineer, got reinstated after busting through executive level meetings. You tell me what black person would have been able to do that and still maintain a job. Screw the suspension. They would have been fired on the spot for even busting in. You think I'm lying? Dude, come on. No, that's a major termination. That's a termination for busting in. And they have within their rights to fire you for busting in on a meeting that doesn't technically, that doesn't require you to be in it. I'm just going to state a fact. You take it for what you will. You Somebody always has to be the fall guy. And that's just what it is. Colin Kaepernick was the fall guy. And now you got some football players that are still taking knee now. And they ain't going to be suspended. They're not going to do nothing. All because Colin Kaepernick had to take that, had to be the fall guy for them. While on this case, Tara Field, she busted through with a meeting that didn't invite her, had nothing to do with her. And guess what? got suspended but reinstated after the whole controversy of it. A white trans software engineer, a black trans software engineer would have got fired on the spot. Nobody could tell me no other difference. And if you think of line, just remember what I just read to you. Netflix fired a trans employee resource uh, group member for organizing an upcoming October 20th walkout, all because somehow the information of Deja Chappelle's a uh, closer special got leaked out to the public. Uh, apparently, they spend Netflix spend about a good twenty four million on the closer, while wow, and they put in comparison to Netflix paying to get the Squid Games twenty one million. Ah, uh, here's my thing on this. I don't believe you should be spreading any type of information at all in the company. If you are working in finance, you shouldn't be spreading that finance sheet to anybody else except for the top brass. Don't spread it to the janitor. Don't spread it to a rookie. Don't spread it to a sophomore person that's working in that building. No, 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 You keep it all within the financial uh, spot of that company. And you, whenever it's time for the top brass to ask for that paperwork, you send it up to the top brass. Now, I understand why they fired this person, whether it be white, black, Chinese, uh, Hispanic, whatever the case may be, I understand it. But it doesn't help that it was a black, trans person who is also pregnant it doesn't it doesn't help hold up Nope. no no i could have been i'm wrong on this oh. yep this sir sort of just further shows that black trans people are the ones being targeted in this conversation It doesn't say that it was a black trans person. I'm just trying to read it over one more time. The employee who's black and currently pregnant asks not to be named for fear of online harassment. And this comes from a white employee or a former by saying the only person who gets fired is a black person who was quiet the entire time says a former employee in an interview with The Verge. That's absurd and just further shows that black trans people are the ones being targeted in this conversation. Either way, either who. Black people are still being targeted. This is all what Dave Chappelle is basically trying to get at. He told you in the closer, he doesn't hate trans people. He doesn't hate the LGBTQIA community. No, he just have a problem with the white community. He said it verbatim. I have a problem with the whites. And he told you in the special, he gave you examples, and he told you it. If this doesn't show you how and what Dave Chappelle was talking about, I don't know what will. Let this... I can't even say this would be a white person, because Edward, Edward Snowden, he's straight up in another country, and he ain't even trying to come back to America, because as soon as he comes back, you he know he's getting locked up off the rip for even exposing uh, national uh, security information to the world and to the public, so he out here in another country, so I can't even relate that to a race thing. But just compare the two to one being a trans white person walking and busting through a conference that had nothing to do with the, them at all, and she gets suspended and now get reinstated back compared to a black person who happened to spread uh, information within the company but gets told everybody else don't spread it out to the outside world because that will hurt the walking out movement, but somehow the information gets leaked out and that person, the original sender, gets fired. That will happen in any company, but just... Saying that it was a black person that ended up sending it in the beginning, it doesn't help you guys. It doesn't help you guys at all. If anything, it helps supporting Dave Chappelle's point. The only people who's ever going to get punished is a black person. Anytime you can be black gay, black trans, uh, black uh, uh, lesbian, black uh, bisexual person, black asexual, you get what I'm getting at here. Just a black person in general, it hurts us because... We are not valued in America like that. We're not. We're going I'm just gonna keep it real with you. We're not valued like that. In the eyes of society, the only time we're ever valued in listening to me right now, and if you think of mine, I want you to really think about this. The only time we're ever valued is in entertainment, whether it be uh rap, um sports, uh television, and even rarely television, because you see a lot of white actors on television, the only time you get a black actor is if it's for someone with B-E-T or a black director is doing this, and then they got to infuse a black cast with some uh, some white people that are cool with it. Um, but you don't see a lot of black actors right here on television like that. You don't. You get a rare variety. Yeah, BET has black actors because it's BET. You know what it is. Uh, Lovecraft Country was a black main uh, cast. You have The Wire, which was a black main cast at the beginning. You have Power, who's leading people war black with the white person, Tommy. You have 50 Cent's whole deal. He's doing a whole black cast on his BMF. And um, now he's, yeah, Power. And also he's doing things with ABC. I mean, 50 Cent's doing it all. I mean, congratulations to 50 Cent. You got... What I'm getting at is black people, we are only served... And we're only meant to do entertainment. And that's the only place we're ever valued. Let's be honest. I'm just going to be blunt with you. That's just what it is. And people might say, Joe, you're wrong. Nah. I told you I'm an observer. I watch things. I look at things. That's where we are. Best placed that in people's categories of boxes. Black people, you guys are our entertainers. You entertain us. That's all you do. Anything else? We don't need politics from you. We don't need political views from you. You guys stay over there. Don't get into politics because it's above your head. Think I'm lying? I'm not. As a matter of fact, the world should remember this, but if you don't, I'll give you a just quick brush up on it. In 2018, LeBron James was told to shut up and dribble by a woman named Laura Ingram. And, um... LeBron James was talking about politics, but then uh, somehow, someway, it got pulled up to this Laura Ingraham woman, and she told, and there's been a clip that rolling around by called, saying that she told LeBron James to shut up and dribble, and that's when, oh, she was a Fox News host. Who would have guessed it? Anyway, LeBron talked about politics, and somehow this clip reached, well, that reached it. That idea and that information reached her, and she responded by just telling LeBron to shut up and dribble. Now, As I told you before, black people were not looked at in the greatest of light in America. We're not. We all understand that and that's the kind of conversation that black families have with their black uh, individuals whether they are gay, whether they're bi, whether they're heterosexual, pansexual, asexual, trans, whatever you want to be. I believe the black family dynamic, we have that kind of conversation with one another. We do and if not, I believe that a lot of black families should have that so so their child won't be um so struck or not even starstruck but just like struck by the idea and the example in the model whenever it gets presented to them in real life the action whenever it gets showed that yo you're not treated well in America you are treated as dirt in America you understand unless you are an entertainer you don't you don't matter in the grand scheme of things you don't and I, I don't understand it. I will never understand why we are always looked down upon in everything else. We're looked down upon in everything. It's it's a thing. I don't understand it. Me being twenty five, I've only I've only seen what I've seen so far, and what I've seen is America not treating black people in the greatest of lights. I mean, I've seen them do the exact same thing with Hispanic people. Now, recently, with the Asian uh community, they're starting to get. Hit on a little bit, the Middle Eastern community. Dude, they've been hit since the whole Twin Towers business happened. But Black people, we've been hit since slavery and everything else, man. I will never get why we are constantly getting hit up on and everything else. Dave Chappelle was basically just saying, "Yo, I just have a problem with the white community because when the white community are back at something, they get their they get their stuff done. They're able to get their stuff. they get able to get their uh." laws and legislation passed at least faster than the black community and he just don't like it that's all he was saying and if anything this should further prove to you that this black uh person got fired for uh spreading metrics inside the company and told some told the people don't ever spread this information outside and somebody spread it and this person will get fired while a white trans person walks into a meeting And I'll say it again, a meeting would hire up individuals and get suspended, not fired on the spot. No, no, suspended and then get reinstated. How does that work? How does that work? You guys explain that to me. Maybe I'm missing something that you guys are able to see, like, oh my God, it's so blatantly in your face. How do you not see it? Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe. I understand the person leaked information to inside the building. But that's inside the building, not outside the building. You understand? Not outside. Somebody did it outside. That's just a problem. She shouldn't have leaked it anywhere inside the building. Let's make that first and foremost. The first domino shouldn't have dropped of this person leaking information inside the building. But once that second domino dropped, and she told them, or that, yo, don't leak this information to the outside, because you're gonna hurt our walkout movement. And the information got leaked out. It was already gun to the head. All right, I'm out of this job. I'm out of this place. I'm done here. It just doesn't make sense how somebody gets fired over information getting leaked out about money while a person that interrupts a business meeting that has nothing to do with you You weren't invited. You weren't on the call sheet. You weren't on none of that. And you get bust through. You get suspended, a slap on the wrist, and then you get reinstated back. Hey, I might be missing something. And if I am, you guys break it up, bring it up to me in my email or mention it to me somewhere. Probably mention it to me on Wisdom. I'll bring up Wisdom at the end of this, but bring it up to me there. I might be missing something. You guys inform me on this. On to my next topic. I want to talk about another backlash situation. I want to talk about Kyrie Irving. Again, I want to break this up to everybody. I don't care about basketball. I do not care. Everybody is entitled to watch whatever sports that they want to watch and do what they want. But here's the thing. Kyrie Irving confirms he's been unvaccinated and explains why he has refused to take the shot. And this is coming from Forbes.com. Brooklyn Nets star point guard. Kyrie Irving broke his silent Wednesday evening confirming for the first time that he is unvaccinated against COVID-19 and arguing that nobody should be forced to do anything with their bodies while asserting he still has hopes to return and play for the Nets at some time. That's not happening, dog. Let me just make that perfectly clear. NBA and all of them, they ain't trying to have you on the court because you are going against exactly their policy of getting vaccinated. NBA wants all their players and coaches and staff to get vaccinated because they want to make sure everybody in the world gets vaccinated because children, adults, teens, everybody are looking at athletes, again, entertainers to make a move and tell them quote unquote what to do with their lives. No athlete should be able to tell you what to do with their lives as we should not be able to tell athletes what to do with theirs. At least if you're not hurting anybody else. And people might say, Joe, he's unvaccinated, so he's hurting somebody. Not in a way, not true at all. I'll say it like this. Basketball players are playing inside an arena, correct? They are practicing with other individuals. Now. You might say, okay, they're practicing with other individuals. they hurt hurting each other because if you're not vaccinated while well, everybody else is vaccinated, you're bringing up the opportunity and the chance to get to give one of your co workers, your teammates, COVID because it's everybody's idea. If you're unvaccinated, you have a higher probability to get COVID than somebody that is vaccinated. Not true, but I'll break that down after I get done with this example here. So, an unvaccinated person is playing basketball, practice basketball inside a gym with the team. Okay, now you're, as a teammate, you're pissed off and everything else, you're pissed because why is he here? Because he's unvaccinated. But then on game day, you play in front of an audience that you don't know is vaccinated or not. There's people inside that NBA arena that might say they are vaccinated and might not be vaccinated. There's people that have their mask on, people that don't have their mask on. You get what I'm getting at here? With COVID being the airborne a disease, a virus, whatever you call it, you are still playing basketball in front of all these people. So you're not afraid to catch COVID on game day, but you're afraid to catch COVID on practice day. Practice, where you perfect your skill to play in front of people, the exact same people that you don't know have the shot or don't have the shot. You break it down to me, where does this make sense to you? That we are not allowing Kyrie to play because in actuality, in reality, you don't know on game day who in that audience has COVID, who doesn't have COVID, who hasn't been vaccinated, who hasn't been vaccinated. And if anything, have Kyrie do the exact same thing y'all were doing last year, the whole COVID testing thing. Go in there, have him do the swab and everything else. You guys can tell somebody's been vaccinated, not vaccinated, somebody got COVID-19 or not. And if he doesn't have COVID, guess what? Let him play. There should be no way you're benching him right now just because you don't want him to play because he's not vaccinated. That is completely against the thing, but the NBA is a private company and they can make any type of rules that they want. I'm agreeing with the idea that everybody should be able to do what they want to do. If you want to get the vaccine, you get it. If you don't want to get the vaccine, you don't get it. It's all a personal preference and everything else. Now, What I want everybody to understand is getting the vaccine doesn't mean that you are going to live. I don't mean to scare people, but it's been documented already in the news. People that have been vaccinated have died because of COVID. People that have been unvaccinated have died because of COVID. When it's your time to go, it's your time to go. There's no if, ands, or but. People are going to say, well, Joe, if you get the vaccine, well, you at least have a higher chance probability to live. Not really. I hate to say it like that because guess what? There's been people out here that has had COVID and that have felt no feelings of being sickly, deathly, ill, all that good symptomatic crap. And I don't mean to say crap like that, but you get what I'm getting at here if you actually just pay attention to the message. There have been people that got COVID and haven't felt sickly at all. And ta-da, they're fine and dandy. They can go about their actual day like, Nothing has ever happened to him. As a matter of fact, nothing has happened to him, except they've been just confirmed. Oh, yeah, you, by the way, you had COVID. Really? I had COVID? Yeah, you had COVID. Huh, I didn't feel no different. See? That is actually how some of this crap has been. For certain individuals, certain individuals, they feel sickly, they feel definitely. they sweat a lot, they cough a lot, they feel ill and everything else. Certain individuals, not so much. Kyrie Irving, he doesn't have, he doesn't get the vaccine. Let him go out there and play basketball, dog. Let him go out there and play. This crap should not bother anybody. Just have him do a lot of COVID testings. That's all you got to do. That's it. It's gonna be uncomfortable for Kyrie, and Kyrie might say, "By God, why I gotta keep on getting COVID testing?" It's either that or you don't play, dog. Do that with him. Don't literally sit him out throughout the whole year because he doesn't want to get COVID. uh, Not COVID. Uh, the vaccine. That just doesn't seem. Logical to me. last year, well, earlier this year, because you guys had the finals and everything else, earlier this year, you guys had people inside a bubble playing inside in Orlando, and you guys had them do COVID testings. And guess what? The vaccine, I believe, wasn't just yet being approved yet, but I believe it was able around for people to get themselves tested, not even tested, but get themselves with the shot the vaccine. I'm just saying that Kyrie being forced to sit out for this... For this testing, not even this testing, this whole thing is ridiculous, in my personal opinion. But then again, NBA has made their rules; you gotta follow by it if you want to be in the NBA. And if you don't, you're out of there. And just like Cap, you gotta stand on what you stand on. And Kyrie's standing on what he stands on. He's saying he's not getting vaccinated. It's his own personal preference. Hey man, I I down. I'm down with that personally because again, I'm not vaccinated right now. I wear a mask. I keep a mask on. The only reason why I'm not got vaccinated yet, because I personally don't trust it yet, because this thing came this vaccine comes out a whole year later after what COVID's been announced being brought up in America. I don't trust it yet. Give me another year or two, then I'll get it, may, maybe. Because if anything, within these next year or two, people might say, Joe, you had COVID. And if I did, let me tell you something, I don't feel sickly or ill. Guess what? That's just what it is. I don't have those types of symptoms as everybody else. Then if I have that type of weight, there's no reason for me to f- walk around and uh, get the vaccine if I don't feel sickly or illy. You only get any type of medicine if you're sickly or illy or all that type of reason. Let me tell you something. If you have a sore throat, you take medicine to cure it. If you have the flu, guess what? You take medicine to downset it and everything. Imagine somebody tells you you have the flu, but you don't have the symptoms of the flu. When somebody just tell you, oh yeah, you had the flu a couple weeks ago. I had the flu? How'd you know? Oh, your paper said that you had the flu. Did you feel any different? Nah, I felt normal. No sneezing, no sweating, no nothing. Guess what? People are going to say, hey, I had the flu. You didn't feel no different? Nah. People are going to say, wow, you're lucky. Yes, you're lucky. You're one of the lucky ones. But guess what? That doesn't mean that he's going to take uh medicine for that. The next time he gets the flu. No, he's going to say, hey, I already dealt with it once. I'm going to be fine. And that's the choices that people make. I'm making the choice not to get the vaccine right now. I made that choice. I'm fully aware of it. And I know that everything that comes with it. And I'm cool with that. I truly am. And Kyrie's cool with that. And other people that are not vaccinated are cool with that. That doesn't make me an anti-vaxxer. of saying, don't get vaccinated. And shouting and preaching. Uh-uh. I'm cool with everybody's freedom of choice to do whatever they want and do whatever they please as long as they're not harming anybody physically because I haven't put my hands on somebody. I haven't coughed on somebody. I always wear my mask. I always make sure if I'm going to cough, I always hold my hand on my mask hard ways and muffle that mess up and, take, and go over and put hand sanitizer on my hands quickly or wash my hands, then hand sanitizer. You get my drift. I take all the safety precautions to make sure somebody else doesn't get it my sickness if I happen to call for something because I don't want that on me. But I'm not going to get the vaccine because one is just too unnecessary right now. It's not too safe in my personal head, and my belief system. It's not safe for me to take it yet. And that's the exact same thing what Kyrie has. And that's what Kyrie stands on, so I respect it. And there might be, there's some backlash on Kyrie for it, but Kyrie understands what it is. He's losing money. He understands not everything's all about money. Not everything else, ladies and gentlemen, is all about you feeling comfortable And what you believe in, and this is exactly what it believes in, he believes that everybody should be able to have freedom of choice of taking the vaccine or not. And I'm down with that opinion. So don't say that he's an anti-vaxxer because he's not. Don't say I'm an anti-vaxxer because I'm not. And I will vehemently tell you I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I believe everybody should do whatever they want. If they feel comfortable, do that. But again, I'm standing with Kyrie on this. Everybody should have the choice to get vaccinated or not vaccinated. It's your choice, in your opinion. You shouldn't be demonized if you want to get the vaccine. You shouldn't be demonized if you don't want to get the vaccine. This man should just be a told AO, either you get the vaccine or you're going to be subjected to uh COVID testing every time you gotta practice and every time you gotta play a game a day, like a day before or hours before you gotta play a game. I guarantee you you'll probably be upset by it. But you at least gave him the option, hey, yo, you get the vaccine or you be subjected to testing and you still allow him to play. That's all I'm saying. Give him that opportunity. Don't force him and say, yo, get the COVID shot or you're going to be forced to be out and then we're going to take money away from you. That's not fair. That's not right. Especially with all last all earlier this year, you had all your athletes doing the COVID testing. Continue to do the COVID testing for Kyrie Irving and all the NBA players. Because even though they got the vaccine, that doesn't mean they ain't going to be able to get uh, COVID. So, again, get your athletes COVID tested. And that's all I'm saying. That's it for that topic. And on to my next one. Here was some backlash on this one, too. Again, it's another sports topic. Again, I'm not a sports podcast, but I do pick. Some of the topics whenever never interest me in this one right here. And it's coming from the sportsrush.com as it desire Wade really took away the spot from someone more deserving NBA Twitter critics. Criticizes Dwayne Wade's son for getting the, to sign with Utah Jazz's G League affiliate. As a desire Wade is expected to sign a contract with the Salt Lake City's Stars, the G League affiliate of the Utah Jazz, partly owned by Dwayne Wade. With the new campaign of the G League, Commencing in less than a month, several teams have already started filling up their roster spots. Recently, the Salt Lake City Stars, the G League affiliate of the Utah Jazz, partly owned by Dwayne Wade, decided to sign the Heat legend's eldest son, Zyar Wade, on their squad. Listed at 6'3 and 180 pounds, the Sunday NBA great will go through G League's annual draft on October 23rd, where he will either be drafted by the Stars with their 10th pick or in each in each of their three rounds or will sign with the team after getting undrafted. Ranked as high as number two hundred and ninety-six, Zaire spent his senior season playing on the popular California School, Sierra, uh, Canyon School. The Southpaw shared the locker room with some of the biggest high school names: Bronny James, Brandon Boston Jr., Zaire Williams, Amari Bailey, among many others. Twitter, NBA Twitter reacts to Zire Wade signing with uh, the team. One person writes, taking away a spot from somebody who's grinding and truly deserving, and truly deserves it. This ain't right, to be honest. Another person writes, LOL. Hi guys, my dad owns the team, and that's why I'm here to take playing time from the rest of you that have earned it through merit. Another person says, nepotism at its finest. Man didn't, he, man didn't even get to play in college. Another person writes. Have you ever seen a full game of his? Have you ever seen him play in person? If so, what game? He is an exceptional talent, and Ajili will uh, cultivate his potential. Another person said, I can't wait to see you in the stars. Uh, gotta, Gonna have a great future. See, there's been mixed bags of this, and I'm gonna say this right now. If your father or mother or whoever in your family happens to own a business... Don't think that you're not going to be in it. All right, let me just make it perfectly clear. Dwayne Wade owns parts of the G League uh, Utah Jazz team, whatever the case may be. I don't like how people are trying to run up on this kid and say, hey, yo, nepotism, nepotism. Yeah, do that with every other person. I don't see you guys uh, running up to the latest law firm company and say whenever their kid gets put up in their nepotism or whenever, like... Walmart got their kids running up in there. Nepotism, you know what it is. You know exactly what it is. You know exactly what this is. It's called family first. Everybody else, you get screwed in the back. You screwed the pooch. You kissing the baby goodbye. That's just what it is, fam. Family's gonna look at the family first because guess what? That's all you have in this life is family. If you don't have family, guess what? You technically have nothing. That's just what it is. Let me just call a spade a spade. All right? So that's my personal opinion on this. He didn't take a spot away from somebody. People are going to say, yeah, he did. He took a spot. No, he didn't. He didn't take no spot. Nobody had a spot. They already looked at other individuals. Yeah, cool, whatever. He skipped college to go to the G League. If anything, that's what a whole lot of college players should be Not even college, a whole lot of basketball players in high school should be doing. If you got the skills to pay the bills, hey, why am I going to college for if I know I just want to go to the NBA? I'm going to skip that and go to the G League. Work all my game there. Get paid a little bit amount of money or whatever the case may be. And then the NBA uh, team that got me underneath their G League, they're going to get me up on their team and ta-da. I'm there. I'm made and shading and paid with green. You understand? There's no... There's... uh, There's no reason for this to have even been a story. So with that, I'm closing this topic by saying congratulations to Zyra Wade. You know what the deal is. Dwayne Wade, congratulations to you for getting your son on the G League team. I have no problem with this, and people might say, Gerald, how do you say you got no problem with this with the Lori Lachlan deal?" Whenever her kids took a position for somebody else, Lori Lachlan paid to get her kids into a college. You understand what I'm just said to you? Lori Lachlan paid for her kids to get into a college that she didn't even, uh, how do I say, own the college? Dwayne Wade owns part of the team, so he can put his kid there. You understand? It was already decided whenever he was born and playing basketball and going into, what, high school? Oh, yeah, you're going to be in this league. That's happening, dog. But on the other end, the Lori Loughlin case, the Lori Loughlin deal with her kid going to college, that's never, ever signified, like, you are owed this because, no, not at all. You bribe somebody. You pay it for your kid to get in there, take it away from somebody with a lot of smarts and a whole lot of education going into it. That's just what it is. Lori Loughlin didn't own the school. Dwayne Wade owns a part of the team. That's the difference. And when you own something, you can do whatever you want. But when you don't own something and you bribe somebody to get into it, that's whenever you bring up the point. You're taking away a spot. That's just a little information for anybody that wants to know how I'm able to separate the two. That's how. Dwayne Wade owns part of it. Lori Loughlin did not own any part of the college. All right? On to the next topic that I have right here, and this is coming from Atlanta Blackstar. Well, and it was covered on Yahoo.com as well. Uh, Court rules Iowa officers must face lawsuit over traffic stop involving handcuffing and groping a black motorist. They only saw one thing. Two Iowa police officers will face a lawsuit. Allegedly, they wrongfully handcuffed a black man during a 2018 traffic stop a federal court ruled Tuesday, September 21st. The 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals denied qualified immunity for uh, Des Moines officers Brian Minihan and Ryan Stancamp, reviving a lawsuit brought by Dewan Haynes. Yeah, Dewan Hayes. Hayes sued. Uh, both officers, as well as the city and the police chief, Dana Wingert, after he was pulled over and handcuffed in July 2018, after he was suspected of being involved in a drug deal. We have repeatedly equipped a person suspected drug dealing involvement with a reasonable belief that the same person may be armed and dangerous, the court wrote. But as new information flows in, a reasonable belief can Uh, Dissolve into an unreasonable one. This case is an example of how, according to the suit filed on September 21st, both officers were assigned to the summer enforcement uh, team, a proactive policing initiative meant to reduce criminal activities in areas of the city. As part of the team, officers would focus on suspicious activity that might involve illegal drugs. The officers were in a neighborhood where Haynes. Attended church on July 26, 2018, when they saw the 31 year old engage in a brief interaction with another person during which something was exchanged. Officers then began to trail Haynes in his Volkswagen. Haynes pulled over and both officers approached the vehicle and asked what he was doing. Hayes replied, He was saying he was giving away some change. He then searched for his driver's license but could not find it and provided his insurance card, a Visa card, a Costco card with his name and picture, as well as his address and Social Security number. Aside from the suspected drug deal, the officers will later testify that nothing about Hayes' behavior led them to see him as a safety risk or uncooperative. Wow, so they already admit later that they that they saw nothing in his behavior that led him as a safety risk or uncooperative. See, again... Continuing on, both officers looked into the car, neither saw anything drug-related, nor smell marijuana, neither saw weapons. The lawsuit says Haynes was asked to step out of the vehicle, then detained and handcuffed because he did not have a license. Uh, Hayes did said, The car and me being over here don't match. One of the officers responded that it's a nice car for the area, the suit says. Haynes alleged he was humiliated when the officers handcuffed him, then shoved their hands down his pants in search of illegal Drugs padded down the area between his legs and in the front of his pants, then left his pants unzipped as he stood in front of, in front view of the road. You pulled me over for no reason, handcuffed me, pushed your hands down my pants out in the public and asked me immediately about pushing drugs, and I haven't done anything, broke any laws, or traffic infractions, he told the Des Moines Register. They only saw one thing, and that's my skin color. Officers allowed Haynes to go free after about 11 minutes in total, He'd been handcuffed for around five minutes. The city has requested that the suit be dismissed on the grounds that the officers were protected by qualified immunity, but the 8th Circuit U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals rejected the request, reversing an earlier decision by a district court. The suit was originally filed in state court, but later moved to federal court. Haynes alleges he was racially profiled and wrongly subjected to handcuffing when he had not committed a crime. Okay, we get what we're going on in this right now. Okay, let me just make this one thing clear. I don't like police officers patting down somebody. When have, I've never seen officers put their hands inside somebody's pants. Now, yo, you, I'm going to straight up say this. Is pause, 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 pause. Dog, if you are a straight, or even if you are a gay man, and you're on the job, don't put your hands in somebody's pants. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. You can pat somebody down. We've seen officers pat down somebody's pants. They do it from the sides. They pat you down. They pat your pants pockets. You pat your sides down. They pat your back pockets to see if you got any type of weapon on you. And if they start feeling up on your leg and everything else, and they start feeling something, like you can tell them, "Ew." And then, yo, they'll hesitate themselves and they'll move to the other leg or something. Dog, you can't be tapping somebody's. You can't be feeling up on them like that, dog. Now, you might have a little something in you that you might not want to say out loud to the public, officers Brian and Ryan. But let's just keep it a buck fifty. Officers, I want you if you are listening to this podcast, hello. Again, I'm talking about officers. What? What a coincidence of this one. But this time it's all about groping on somebody. Yo, I want to know what is up with that. If you guys would put your hands down somebody's pants, what were y'all trying to find? Like literally, what were you trying to find? I mean, when you pat somebody down, you'll be able to tell if they got something. But, dog, putting your hands inside somebody's pants, I've never heard of this. I've only seen that kind of crap in television and movies. Oh, yes, Gerald, you gotta remember, television and movies do depict real-life situations from time to time, and you gotta make sure and look at it, which size are they depicting. And in this case, they're depicting somebody being a nasty person by putting their hands inside somebody's pants. So with that being said, yo, ah, ugh, that's 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 nasty, bro. And they even admit that he was doing nothing wrong. Only thing he didn't have was a driver's license and he was looking for drugs and everything else. You admit that he showed no cause or no type of harm towards you or the neighborhood. Yo, come on, dog. Something gotta be done with this. Officers, I need you guys to really, really think about what y'all are doing. And get out of the way, because you are hurting officers' credibilities. I believe there are some good officers out here. I do, but I need good officers to come out here and say something. Because if not, let me tell you something. You guys are going to have your reputations hurt a lot more than what you think. Because officers like this are truly going to screw you guys and screw the pooch. I just want to say that right now. But anyway, officers, don't ever put your hands down somebody's pants. Especially when they're handcuffed, because you're just going to piss them off a lot more. Because they can't even fight back or anything. They are really restrained. They can't do nothing. So, with that being said, officers, keep your hands out of somebody's pants, please. Now to my final topic of today. Because I told you, there wasn't a lot of things going on in the news this week. So, I'm not going to keep you guys long on this. Uh, I want to talk about Latita White. She denies pushing any anti-vax views on the Black Panther 2 set, and this is coming from Yahoo Entertainment, as it reads, Latita White denies pushing any anti-vaccine stance on the set of Black Panther's Wakanda Forever, and the Hollywood Reporter's Hollywood Battle Lines emerge in smearing vaccine war. Story published earlier this month, looking at the chaos on film and TV sets with no vaccine mandate, and some A-list stars refusing to go unvaccinated the Black Panther actress, who's 27 was singled out. White, who among celebrities have shared anti-vaccine positions on social media, espoused similar views about the COVID-19 vaccine on the Atlanta set of the Marvel movie sequel, sources told the news outlet. The story also noted the British actress quietly parted ways with her entire U.S. team of representatives in the wake of backlash over posting a controversial anti-vaccine video in December. On Wednesday, White denied pushing any anti-vaccine agenda on the set it saddens me to have to address the report about my conduct on the set of Black Panther 2 she wrote on Instagram I honestly assert that this was completely untrue she continued anyone who knows me or has worked with me knows that I work incredibly hard at my craft and my main focus is always to work that always to do work that's impactful and inspiring that has been and will continue to be my only focus The photo accompanying the post was an image of armor. Alongside the biblical passage, weapons made to attack you won't be successful. Words spoken against you won't hurt at all. A rep for White who did not say if she's received the COVID vaccine or not has not yet responded to Yahoo's entertainment request for further comment. See, this is what I'm saying. I'm glad she came out instead of letting the narrative continue to fly out here. Because again, this will hurt her reputation and this will hurt her getting gigs later on in her career. I am glad that she came out and said, anybody that knows me knows I didn't say nothing. And there has been no quotes or anything of what she has been allegedly saying on the set. Because as I stated last week's episode, we would have gotten some type of quote like we got in the Christian Bale video of him freaking out on the set. We would have gotten quotes from somebody on the set about what she said, but we didn't, we didn't get no quote, we didn't get nothing, we only got a big umbrella topic by saying, hey yo, she spread some anti-vaccine opinions on the Black Panther 2 set, no she didn't, that was all a lie, that was all trying to get this woman out of this, that was all trying to put the black person down in America again, and this is not hate speech. This is not me trying to spread any type of thing. This is me just giving you an honest to god opinion on something. <laughs> Sorry about that. But again, this is just me looking at everything and just me telling you, hey, yo, This is a thing that black people we're just gonna have to deal with. If we don't uh, stand with each other, there's there's none that we can do. We have to stand with each other, and I'm glad that she came out and said something to clear out her name before the narrative really starts spinning and just really continuously got to the right person's ear that might have a problem with her and say, oh, yeah, we got to get her out of here. So I'm glad that she was able to take care of that, and I stand with her. Hey, yo, if she doesn't want to get the vaccine, let her not. Let her constantly just keep on getting COVID tested and blah, blah, blah. Same thing with all the other actors, just because you got that vaccine and same thing with anybody else that's working in any type of capacity, just because you got the vaccine, that doesn't mean you are excluded from getting COVID-19. You guys know it and I know it. There's been people out here that have gotten the vaccine that have died because they've gotten it, but their body just said, you know what, we're out of here because the COVID is just too strong for us. And that's what it is. By the way, let me just bring this back to because I'm done with that topic now. I want to say this. I had a conversation, and I'm going to give a shout out to my mother on this conversation. We talked about the vaccine. We talked about it, and we talked about it because she brought up that somebody has died from COVID even after they're fully vaccinated. And she broke down why this vaccine and why you might die even after you got the vaccine. Something inside your body is amiss. You cannot have the right type of uh, blood. You cannot have the right type of amount of red cells or blood cells. You could even be genetic. Your body, once it gets hit with something and your body doesn't know how to take care of it, it's going to act up and it might even start disintegrating while you're still working this body out. And that's what's happening with COVID. COVID comes around and it starts tearing people's body up because they have a pre-existing past and pre-existing history, whether on their mother's side or their father's side. They have pre-existing uh, medical conditions, whether it be breast cancer, th- cancer in general, or uh, uh brain tumor, tumors, some type of health problem just in general can hurt your body. And then COVID comes in and it just happens to multiply a problem and they just start doing work. And I mean, just start beating up your body on the inside to make you feel deathly ill. That's what happens. Whether you get the vaccine or you don't, that's happening. It's all about your genetics. It's all about your family's history. How good is your family history? Does your family has any type of uh, past medical history or anything? So that's all I'm getting at here. And that's also another reason why certain doctors, and she brought this up to me, while, nurse, while some doctors and nurses are not getting the vaccine themselves because they have past medical history and they have looked at people since they were on the front lines since this whole COVID thing has happened. They looked at people with families' medical history. They saw their mother and fathers having uh, medical uh, history not being great. And now they can kind of figure out, okay this is the reason why this person died, but they're not going to say it. They're just going to cover it with COVID. They died because of COVID. Well, because of COVID, but also they had a pre-existing medical condition because of their mother or father's side and they probably carried the trait and that trait helped along with COVID killing them in the process. So with that, I just want to say, you need to know your mother and father's medical history. If you don't, I'm not saying that to chastise you. If you don't, try to find a way to know it. Just try. With all due respect, try. Because you know what? It's the worst thing that might happen to you. You don't know your parents' medical history. And then something happens, you get breast cancer. Or you get a brain tumor. Or you get cancer in the lungs. And you haven't smoked a day in your life. But somehow you get cancer in the lungs. Or you get just any type of horrible incident that comes towards you. You need to know your parents' medical history. You need to know it because... When you have that knowledge, guess what? You can at least anticipate, okay, I might have this. Or I might not have this by whenever I get older in my life. This is something that might come around and try to knock on my door. And I need to have the remedies. Here's what I can do. Here's da 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 So you can already be in the right headspace for if it comes knocking around, you can already have it already set. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. That's all I'm saying. So... For anybody that's listening to this, know your parents' uh, medical record. And if you don't know it, try to know them. Try to know it. Get it from your aunts, your uncles, whatever. Somebody in your family. Get their medical records. And then the dot let's see if the doctors could try to play some type of scientific game to see, okay, they have this. So your mama might have had this or your dad might have had this. And this is the reason why it come down to you something. Because. I give a whole lot of props to scientists. They're able to come up with medicines here and there. And they're able to find out and link things from this thing to happen to this thing to happen to this thing. They're able to link things all together to make everything make sense to you. And so you won't be just butt out a look. So I want to also say as well, and I want to constantly say this. You get the vaccine, that's all on you. You don't get the vaccine, that's all on you. But we should not be trying to force, and I mean heavily force somebody, because that's making somebody completely uncomfortable. People out here just might not trust it right now. So you constantly laying into them by saying, this is the reason why you should get the vaccine. You're stupid because you don't get the vaccine. You deserve to die if you are... Don't get the vaccine and you're ill and you are a doctor. I'm not going to help them because they ain't got the vaccine. Yo, 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 chill. You took the hypocritical. You took the oath, dog, to not do no harm, to help out a patient. You got to do your job now, fam. Do your job. You were doing it whenever COVID first happened. Guess what? You got to still do it now, even with the vaccine out here. You still got to do your job because if you don't, you are breaking your oath. and You're not deserving to be a doctor, period. People might say, well, Joe, they got common sense to take it. Let me tell you something. Shut up. There's a lot of AA meetings and AA groups. How many times have people have taken back members in AA? They keep on seeing them over and over and over and over again, and they're able to tell, okay, this person's drunk, or this person's high, or this person's using again. It happens. So with COVID and with this whole deal, if somebody doesn't want to get the vaccine, You should not, as a doctor, say, hey, if they ended up getting sick, I'm not going to help them because they didn't get the vaccine. That was their choice not to get it. Yes, it was not their choice not to get it, but you still, as a doctor, that's still your job to help them out, just like it was your job at the beginning of COVID, to do your job. So do your job and help these people out. Same thing with people with the vaccine. If they got it, hey, you're going to help them out just because they got the vaccine. Just because they got the vaccine, you're going to help them out. See, and that's where we have a problem. But, hey, I already spoke on it, and I'm not going to go more into that. That's my just rants on that. So again, get the vaccine if you want to get it. Don't get the vaccine if you don't want to get it. Don't be a dick. Don't be a douche to anybody that does want to get it or don't want to get it. It's their life. They have to live it their way. Let them. Let them. The only thing I do ask of you is still continue to wear your mask. Even if you got the vaccine, you got to still wear your mask, dog. If you don't have the vaccine, you know you got to wear your mask, dog. You got to continue to wear your mask until it comes to a good safety point of which the world and everything has at least come close to being back to normal because it will never be back to normal ever again on this whole entire life journey that we're on. We had a good solid mad years without us wearing masks all up in our faces in the northern West in the Western Hemisphere, in the Western side of the world, in North America, we had a good part of time with us not wearing masks, while people were in China were wearing masks. Now we're all wearing masks, dog. So it will never ever go back to being normal, normal per se. But we can do our part by still wearing our mask and doing that part. But getting the vaccine, that's all on you. Now, that's all the topics that I have for you, but before I do get you guys out of here, I want to talk about AEW Dynamite results. I talked about it on my yesterday's episode because AEW Dynamite did not show up on our Sunday, not Sunday, but our Wednesday uh, Wednesday night when it was supposed to show up. It took a day off of that because I believe hockey was on, so... For this episode and next week's episode, you're going to hear AEW Dynamite's results because they will be showing up on Saturday night, which was last night. So I'm about to read you guys the results. And this will happen again next week because, again, I believe hockey is supposed to be taking over Wednesday night on TNT. So if you don't want to listen to AEW Dynamite results, you can skip forward on the timestamp because I have everything timestamped where I'm talking about you can just go over to me talking about wisdom. And without further ado, here is my here is the AEW Dynamite results. It starts off with CM Punk coming out to join the commentary team for the rest of the night. So the commentary team consists of CM Punk, Jim Ross, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone. The first match of the night was Malachi Black going against Dante Martin with Leo Rush in his corner. Malachi Black wins the match by pinfall. This happens when Dante Martin jumps off the top rope and lands on his leg. And Dante Martin was leg was injured earlier in the night because Malachi Black was attacking Dante's left leg throughout the whole match. So when he jumped and landed on his leg, he hobbled and was hopping on that one foot. And then as soon as he turned around to look at Malachi Black, he got hit with a spinning heel kick to the face. Malachi Black covered him for the win, and that was the match. It was a great match to highlight Dante Martin as a future world champion or at least a future TNT champion. Or a future champion in general in AEW. After the match, Malachi was on the entrance ramp and he turned his body around to look at Dante and gave Dante a head nod and walks away. So this was Malachi Black's way of showing Dante respect. After this, we get a backstage interview with Jurassic Express. They talked about being banged up and they talked about how Christian is home recovering after their eight-man match last week against the Super Elite. And as soon as they're talking, They get interrupted by Adam Cole and Kenny Omega. This distraction allows the Young Bucks to come in and super kick Jungle Boy in the face, and then they all come together to powerbomb Luchasaurus through a table in the backstage area. After this, we get an inner circle in-ring promo, and yes, it's the complete inner circle, which consists of Santana and Ortiz, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, and the TNT champion Sammy Guevara. Santana gets the mic and he mentions how America Top Team has been attacking his boys. And as soon as he mentions America Top Team, they come out and they're with the Men of the Year. Jericho immediately starts clowning the America Top Team, America Top Team, and also Dan Lambert and Paige Van Zant. He even says that he wouldn't touch Paige Van Zant with her husband's own genitals. And this is Chris Jericho going back to his old WWF attitude. Well, Stephanie McMahon, Hemsley era with him and Stephanie uh, used to go back and forth. Jericho mentions that now that the inner circle is all complete, he wants a 5-on-5 tag team match against the American Top Team. Dan Lambert grabs the microphone and mentions how the men of the year have bigger plans in their view and they require championship gold. Dan mentions that the only person in the inner circle that has gold around their waist is Sammy Guevara. So for the Inner Circle to get their match, they have to now wait next week to hear Dan Lamberg's uh, conditions for them to get their match. After this, we get a triple-A Tag Team Championship match between La Superranos, which commentary team lets you know that they mean Leaping Frogs, going against the Lucha Brothers, who are the AAA Tag Team Champion, also the AEW Tag Team Champions. During the match... CM Punk is on commentary, and he says, okay, is anybody going to mention this? And CM Punk mentions how FTR is clearly underneath the mask of the Super Luranas. And within five minutes of this, Lucha Brothers start to unmask the Super Luranas, and indeed, it is FTR. And FTR do win the match by pinfall, and this happens when the Lucha Brothers were dominating the match, and Cash, Wielder, tried to attack Phoenix with one of the tag titles, but Phoenix was able to kick him in the head. And then Tully Blanchard comes down the ramp, and he tries to enter the ring, but the referee stops him. This distraction allows Cash to pass Dax the tag team title, and as Phoenix was coming off the top rope with a moonsault, Cash catches him right in the head with the title belt. And then Cash picks up Phoenix and hits him with a brain buster, covers him for the win, so FTR are your new AAA tag team champions. After this, we get a backstage interview with Leah Rush and Dante Martin. And the whole main point of this is that Leah Rush told Dante Martin that if you listen to me, you will be okay, you'll be right. And Leah Rush mentions how Dante Martin has a new tag team partner, and his name is Leah Rush. Dante's tag team partner is his brother, and Darius right now is injured with a leg injury, and they don't know how long he'll be out, so Leah Rush will be taking over that spot. After this, we get another backstage interview, well, it's a backstage interview, but Tony Schiavone is meeting up with FTR in the stairs backstage. He accuses FTR of stealing the AAA tag team titles, and FJF immediately walks through and he hugs FTR and he tells him, Ayo, you guys need to leave the building because tonight we're going out and partying uh, partying in celebration of you winning the tag team titles. They do that, and MGF walks over to Andrade and tells him that this business agreement was only for one night. You only get FTR for one night. And Andrade understands. He shakes his head, and MGF then asks for compensation. And Andrade asks, MGF, do you want either cash or check? MGF says both. He gets both. And MGF then grabs the money, and he slaps it onto Andrade's chest, and he says, thank you for doing business, and he walks away. After this, mat, after this, we get a match between John Moxley and Willi Utah who has Orange Cassidy in his corner, and Mox beats Willi Uta decisively. Willi Utah doesn't even get one lick of offense off in this match. Moxley quickly takes care of Willi Utah quickly by hitting a paradigm Shift, and that's it. At, oh, yeah, paradigm Shift, and then he pins him and went, walks off. After this, we get a backstage interview with Serena Deed. Serena Deed mentioned how she has to drag the AEW Women's Division, up to her level, and she mentioned while she was out nursing her injury, she saw the women in AEW get comfortable, and so she's here to disrupt that. Sarita Deed gets attacked by Hikaru Shida, who Shida is trying to get payback from Deed attacking her last week after their match, and now they are fighting backstage. After this, now it's time for six-man tag team competition. It is Dark Order's own Evil Uno, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds, Going against the super click, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. The super click win the match by Pinfall. This happens with Alex Reynolds. Has Adam Cole up on his shoulders, and then the Young Bucks come in and double super click out of well, not Adam, but Alex Reynolds. Then Adam hits a Panama Sunrise onto Alex Reynolds. The Young Bucks then hit a super kick on both John Silver and Eva Uno. Then the Young Bucks hit a BTE trigger on Alex Reynolds. Then Adam Cole hits a running knee to the back of the head of Alex and then covers him for the win. After the match, Jungle Boy gets in the ring and immediately attacks Adam Cole. He gets out of the ring and grabs a steel chair because you know he's about to be outnumbered by the super click. And as soon as he grabs a steel chair, he runs back into the ring and the super click runs away. And they leave Brandon Cutler in the ring to deal with Jungle Boy. But that doesn't end well for Cutler because Cutler gets hit in the gut and in the back by Jungle Boy with a steel chair. And then Jungle Boy locks in the STF, or better known as Snare Trap, for Jungle Boy. And he locks it in on Cutler, and is tapping out. And the Super Click are on the ramp watching all this. They don't even come to save Cutler. They just leave him there to suffer. After this, we get a video playing of Art Anderson and Cody driving up to Dustin's uh, wrestling school. And inside the wrestling school is the rest of the Nightmare family. And Cody is there to learn about hard knocks. He's there to... Basically, take a beating from the Nightmare Family. He's doing running. He's doing wrestling drills, and during one of the wrestling drills, he gets popped by Art Anderson's son in the face, and now he's getting beat down. And Cody asks, "Okay, what are we doing here? I'm not learning nothing." then shows a photo of Cody. Photo two, Cody of Dusty and Art Anderson back in the day fighting. He makes it a point to show Cody this photo because back in the day, Dusty would beat up on Arn and the fans would cheer Dusty. They would never cheer Arn because Arn even admits that he had it coming to him. And that Cody is on the opposite end of this. The fans are booing Cody, even though Malachi Black has a beating coming his way. So he tells Cody that you got to make the fans understand that Malachi has this coming to him. And he gets announced later on in the night that next week, on Dynamite, it'll be the third match between Malachi Black and Cody. Next week on Dynamite. After this, we now get MGF walking to the ring, and he's dressed for competition. And he talks about how he broke Darby Allen because Darby Allen isn't here for their scheduled match, even though it was called off last week after Darby was attacked by the Pinnacle backstage. MGF then decides to insult the city of Miami, and he tells them that they know that he knows that they were looking for a match between MGF and Darby. And he doesn't want to disappoint them. So he tells Warlow to get a referee down to the ring. And Warlow brings a ref right down to the ring. MGF tells the referee to count to 10 for a ring out and declaring the winner. As the referee was counting to 10, but he gets to the number 9. The lights cuts off and Sting walks out from the tunnel and starts walking towards the ring. And Sting has his baseball bat. As soon as Sting enters the ring, he stares down with MGF, and MGF throws Warlow into Sting. Sting hits Warlow in the gut with his bat, and MGF runs out of the ring and up the ramp. After this, we get a backstage interview with Anna J, but she is immediately interrupted by Britt Baker. Britt Baker calls the Dark Order losers, and she calls Anna J a loser. This leads to Anna J hitting Britt Baker in the face with a forearm, and now they begin to fight backstage. After this, we get a match between Kiera Hogan and Penelope Ford. Penelope wins the match by submission. This happens when Penelope locks in the Moodle Lock on Kiera Hogan and makes her tap out. After the match, Ruby Soho runs into the ring and attacks Penelope Ford, and then throws her out of the ring onto the entrance ramp. This is basically Ruby's uh, payback because on AEW Rampage a day before, Ruby got done beating the bunny, and then Penelope Four comes out of, the, out of nowhere and attacks Ruby from behind, and she ends up punching her in the face with brass knuckles and laying her out. So this is Ruby's, just basically her receipt or uh, revenge, if you will. After this, we get a video playing of Miro in a dark corner somewhere, and he questions why God hasn't answered his prayer since losing the TNT Championship. He questions God from building him up with a granite-like body, but with a neck made out of sand. And he says that until God answers his prayers again, he'll be breaking people's necks. And until God makes him his favorite champion as well, he's going to be on this path of destruction. After this, we get an Adam Page in-ring interview. And Adam Page talks about how him and the elite left their homes And he names Ring of Honor and New Japan as their homes at the time, in 2019, the start of AEW. And he mentions how since AEW has started, everybody in the elite have changed, especially him. He talks about how on day one of AEW, he came out and talked about becoming the first AEW world champion, and he didn't uh, complete that mission. He failed at that. He talks about how he's... Uh, been losing friends and he's been losing self-confidence but the one thing he's never lost throughout this whole thing was the fans' admiration for him. And Hangman mentioned how once you fall off that horse you gotta get back up and continue on and he says that since he's won back the number one contender uh, spot to now face Kenny Omega at full gear he doesn't know how full gear will end but he does know this he will leave it all out in the ring because the fans believe in him and for the first time in a long time, he believes in himself. So he knows that full gear, he's going to give everything to the fans. He's going to give everything to Kenny Omega. And that's all he can just basically uh hope out of this. Now it's time for the main event of the night. Brian Danielson going against Bobby Fish. And Brian Danson wins the match by submission. When Brian locks in the heel lock, he'll hook on Bobby Fish and Bobby taps out. And before AEW is done, well, after this batch, they introduce the competitors for the World Title Eliminator Tournament. And the winner of this tournament will face either Kenny Omega or Adam Page in the future for the AEW World Championship. And the competitors for the tournament are as follows Dark Orders number 10, John Moxley, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Dustin Rhodes, Brian Danielson, Lance Archer, and Eddie Kingston. And that was your AEW Dynamite week, uh, Wrestling Highlights of the week. Now that the AEW Dynamite results are out of the way, let me get on to wisdom. Wisdom this week was a success, at least in my eyes, because I was able to talk to certain individuals and able to talk to them about things. Um, I had conversations with different individuals this week. Wisdom, again, if you don't know, Wisdom is an app. It's basically almost like a TED Talk. You get on there and just talk about anything you want to talk about. People might say it's the same thing to a clubhouse. I don't know about clubhouse because I never was on clubhouse, so I don't know if it is or isn't. But what I can say is uh, Wisdom is just an app that you can get on there and talk about a topic and just talk about it with towards uh, people because people will enter your room and just listen to you, or they want to jump in in the conversation, they'll be allowed to, but you got to bring them into it. It's a whole, it's not a whole thing. It's just an easy process for you to do. I would suggest you go out and check the wisdom app out. It'd be greatly appreciated, not just for me, but for, but for you, because certain people are on there talking about mental health, certain people are on there talking about entertainment, certain people are on there talking about how to build your business up. Is this app just basically for people to get on there and just express themselves and talk about whatever they want to talk about to people out there in general. I was able to do that this week. I'm still going to do that this upcoming week. And if you want to get on there and just find what I'm going to talk about or find me, you can get on there. And my name is Gerald Garrett on Wisdom app. Again, my name is Gerald Garrett and I'm on the Wisdom app and it's on your, uh, Apple stores and the icon is Albert Einstein a purple Albert Einstein looking figure with white headphones on his head and again the app is called Wisdom and my name is Gerald Garrett I've talked about uh, stopping and smelling the roses that was my last top topic that I talked about I'll probably pop on later on tonight and probably just give a uh, just a nice little shout not a shout out but just a nice little uh, talk about something because right now my brain is not my brain has no ideas about what I want to talk about on there yet, but I know I'll think of something. I'll talk about it. So come on, come down and uh, have a little chit chat with me. Have a little chit chat with the kid, and we're just gonna talk about something. And you might even talk about with something talk to me about something that I mentioned today on the podcast. Who might know? Who knows? But with that, um, let me get you guys out of here because again, I am done with the topics, and because um, this week wasn't really nothing to talk about like that. So again. Let me get you guys my social media top, my social media uh, links out of here. On Twitter, you can find me at my two podcast. On Instagram, my two podcast G two. On Wisdom, my name is Gerald Garrett, and my email. Again, I have my, this email for anybody that wants to talk to me about anything. Whether you be depressed, whether you be uh, sad, happy, upset, you feel anxious about something. My email is open for anybody to talk to me about anything and my email is my two cents pod at yahoo.com again it's my m y two c n t s p o d at yahoo.com and when you put the two it's not t w o or t o o is actual number two in all these social media uh links especially the email again this email is for anybody that's depressed sad upset happy any type of emotion that you want to feel and Uh, You don't know who to talk to. I'm here. You don't know me. I don't know you. And that's the great thing about this email. I am a stranger to you. And I hope to, if anything, better your life as you're going to hope as I hope to better your life as I am in my, in my mind, hoping that I am bettering your life as reading your things will make me understand people in general because I have an idea of people, but I don't know people like that. Because again, I am an introvert. Me doing this Wisdom app, me doing this podcast has made me uh, become more of an extrovert. Not all the way out there, but it's helped me become more uh, talkative to people. But with that, you can reach me on these uh, on all these social media links, especially my email and on Wisdom, because on Wisdom, you'd be able to talk to me literally uh, live while in the room. So with that, I'm giving those my social media links and this isn't goodbye. This is until you hear from the sweet voice again. This has been my two cents podcast, uh, presented by G2. I am him and he is, I, I can't wait to see you guys, uh, next Sunday for social, uh, media topics or news topics. I hope, uh, some type of news breaks, whether it be, I hope it's good news probably hoping that this brian guy gets found for this gabby whole situation because uh they did mention that gabby was strangled and now they're trying to still look for this guy but i'm hoping that he pops up so he can at least answer for this because he was the last person to see her but uh with that all being said again this has been my two cents podcast presented by g2 he is i i am him this is a goodbye this is until you hear from me again always remember and with that I want to say thank you have a blessed day today is Sunday so have a blessed day have a great rest of your week well since it's the beginning of the week have a blessed week and let's make uh, something great out of this week if you didn't know something before this week let's hope that you learned something throughout this week so you can at least say, huh, I at least learned something this week. So with that, let's go into this uh, week with good vibes and let's just continue to rock on and live on in this uh, thing called life. And with that, uh, Kanye, can you please send the people home? I'm tired, you tired, Uh Jesus wept.